Hello and welcome to the May 2021 edition of the What's On Reading podcast, recorded once again live, in person and on location, this time in the south transept of Reading Abbey. Why? Well, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll probably know that this year marks the 900th anniversary of Reading Abbey and we're having a massive party to celebrate that happens to coincide with and also be Reading Waterfest back after a year off due to the pandemic but it will be back with with many many people and many many things happening in a nice safe and socially distanced way and I have with me today three guests who are going to talk all about their part in in all of that so from Reading Borough Council who organize Waterfest we have Lucy hello hi uh, from the Kennet and Avon Canal Trust, who very much the water side of Waterfest, we have Graham. Hello there. And from the Friends of Reading Abbey, we have John. How do you do? And John, I'm going to start with you and jump straight in because I've said we're in the south transept of Reading Abbey. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but as someone from Friends of Reading Abbey, I'm <laughs> sure you are completely expert on that. First of all, can I say, we in the Friends of Reading Abbey are amazingly excited this year because this year is the 900th anniversary of the foundation of Reading Abbey that happened on the 18th of June in 1121 and Waterfest this year is on Saturday the 19th of June 2021. So uh, it, it is it is celebrating the 900th anniversary of Reading Abbey, Reading Abbey 900 and it's going to be a wonderful occasion. As far as where we are, we're not actually in the South Transat, we're in the ambulatory of the Council. So this is where the pilgrims would have walked having come into the Abbey, having seen all the wonderful relics in the Abbey, including the Hand of St James, they would have come around there and they will now be on their way out. And just over there, behind this wall, would have been the tomb of King Henry I, Reading Abbey's founder, uh, who was buried here in 1136. For the uninitiated, uh, who exactly are friends of Reading Abbey? <laughs> well, the, fr- the friends of Reading Abbey are a, a group of... Uh, of, of local people primarily although we have a, a, an international membership we were set up in the in the 1980s at a time when the abbey was closed to the public because of uh, safety concerns to uh, work with the borough council to encourage the borough council really to spend some money on the abbey to get it open again that happened uh, and we've existed ever since unfortunately the abbey was closed again in 19, in 2009 due to the same sort of safety concerns um, and uh, we worked with the council then uh, over a number of years in fact nine years to, to put forward bids for funding from the Heritage Lottery Fund and eventually the council was very successful and got 3.1 million which it spent on the restoration and conservation of the abbey ruins and reopened them to the public in 2018 and they've been a wonderful asset to the town ever since. You've already given quite the sales pitch at the start of your introduction but how excited are you to be celebrating 900 years of Reading Abbey? Well it, it doesn't, it happens once every century doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> in, in 1921 when the Abbey was 800 years old there was a lot of activity, there was a, a great pageant in Reading uh, in 1920 to celebrate Reading's history. We're not quite going this that far this year and of course lockdown has prevented us from doing all sorts of things but the council has got an extremely energetic and attractive programme of a lined up for Waterfest and indeed for the summer here in the Abbey Ruins with lots of partner organisations doing things as well. So it's going to be a cultural and heritage centre for the summer and well worth coming to. And of course Waterfest is free. You just have to turn up. But this year you have to book in advance for social distancing reasons and get your free timed ticket. 
you can do that through whatsonreading.com forward slash waterfest900 and that's my little bit of sales pitch I'm going to move on to our next guest I was about to say the man who puts the water in waterfest but it's not exclusively <laughs> you is it Graham Graham from the Kennet and Avon Canal Trust so I'm chairman of the Reading branch Kennet and Avon Canal Trust was formed technically in 1952 to try and preserve and protect the canal and from there restore it it was restored 30 years ago last year so had we not had all the uh, the virusy stuff we would have been celebrating 30 years of of the queen having opened the canal or reopened the canal so we look try and look after as best we can in terms of lobbying the authorities reading being one of them to try and get the best out of uh, the waterway like many people in, in Reading, I'm sure, and many of our listeners, uh, I've been to Waterfest, and I've seen all the boats, and I've seen all, I was about to say nautical activities, but that's not quite the right term for a canal, is it? But how did all that part of, of things come about? 31 years ago, we reopened the canal, and there was a big party going on at Devizes, with the Queen turning up and having a ride on the boat, and the Reading branch was one of the earlier parts of the organisation to really get itself going, uh, and decided that it couldn't be sort of left out on its own so they created Reading Waterfest to celebrate the opening of the canal. One thing that's always intrigued me what bit is the canal and what bit is the River Kennet and what bit is the Holybrook because it's all kind of I think for for many of us even those of us who have lived in in Reading many many years all our lives there could still be a little bit of confusion. Okay so (laughs) the River Kennet comes through Reading it's the river that Reading is actually on and in about 1723 it was made into a navigation so technically it's called the Kennet and Avon Canal Navigation the navigation part shows that there are parts of it that are a river certainly up to Newbury and little bits beyond towards Hungerford is the river in bits of that it's been straightened and sorted by various people but the Kennet and Avon Canal unlike most canals that people know is not wholly man-made it's been it's using various rivers or using the Kennet at this end and the Avon at the other end of the navigation to, to form the channel so what we have here is a loop uh, normally called the Forbury loop which was primarily set up it's the path of the old river there were riots when they first started moving towards navigation towards Newbury which were <laughs> led by the then mayor of Reading he was arrested or partially arrested and his his release was was determined on the fact that he promised not to raise the uh, the angst again and, and would cooperate in getting the navigation through. The Holybrook was basically a, a spur, comes off at Thiel and sort of winds its way through and was largely, uh, or was used by, by the monks and what have you here, um, for fish. We're going to move on to our third guest from Reading Borough Council. We have Lucy and... I, I don't want to say that it's... You, been purely you because there's a whole team but you're kind of the one who's been leading bringing Waterfest together. Yes so I'm the events and engagement manager for, for the council so responsible for, the, for quite a few of the events that happen across the town but work with a whole host of organisations, partners and colleagues within, within the council to help put those events on and with Waterfest we're obviously working really closely with the museum team this year to make sure we, we get all our historical facts right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're including the right people in these conversations so they're all working really hard as well so yeah lots of people behind the scenes yeah i can imagine that organizing this year's Waterfest, not only because of the extra historical elements but simply you know the the period of history that we're in right now with the pandemic has been a bit 
different, a bit more difficult than, than in other years. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, John and I spoke a few years ago about about the anniversary and we had really big plans. We were hoping to have something on the scale of the reopening event in 2018. Sadly, we can't do that. But, you know, we've put in place measures that we hope people can still come along and feel safe and have a really nice day. So, yes, I think John mentioned earlier we have had to ticket the event, but it's a free ticket and we're just asking people to register for a particular arrival time. We're not limiting their time within the event itself. It's just to help us stagger that arrival. It's going to be very interesting to see so many people here and it feels, the last time we were here recording, Uh, a podcast was during the preview night of the Twilight Trail and there was very much a sense at that time that that was what the town needed after however many months it was then of the pandemic and it's been almost twice that now or at least it will be by the time we we hit Waterfest probably a same sense of this is what the town needs to celebrate again oh definitely and you know we've been blown away with the response from people when we announced that we were going ahead and we were going ahead with the date of the 19th not a day after the 21st of June I think people were really happy to have an opportunity to come together in a socially distanced safe manner but all to come together and, and celebrate our history as well as our waterway and and our amazing abbey, yeah. We've talked uh, a few times now about having to reserve a ticket and uh, I'm going to do a bit of uh, a public service uh, announcement in that tickets are flying out. All tickets before, I think, 1.15 is the earliest you can now reserve a slot and that's at time of recording. So depending when you're listening to this, it may even be more sold out or fully booked because they're not really selling it, are we? Because it's free. So do get your, uh, your ticket, otherwise you really will miss out and it, it will be quite quite the thing and it's only once you've booked your ticket that you can actually book for some of the other activities and events that are are, are going on can you tell us a bit about some of those yeah there's a whole host of activities taking place on the day some of them as you said are pre-bookable others we will have available for drop-ins but yes some of the pre-bookable as you come into the forbury we're going to have the reenactments so we're going to have the medieval village for you to come and experience what life was like there and there's different workshops on learning how to stone carve and things like that which will be available and they are going very quickly I know they're really popular so yes book your place on those if you've got a ticket we will also have things like the usual charity and community stalls and then we've got four stages of entertainment this year which has been quite interesting <laughs> so um and this year for the first time we've got a floating stage for people to come come and have a look at as well but yeah we're also we're working with jelly we've got four artist-led workshops taking place on the day that you can pre-book and they are an individual's artist's response to the abbey so we've got one round texture one on sound one on film so there's lots of things to do as well as some of the more traditional crafts as part of Waterfest things like our our blacksmith who comes along every year and I know is always really popular so yeah please do book onto those sessions so once again what's on reading.com forward slash waterfest 900 that will take you to the event page Uh, you book your free tickets from there and once you've got your free tickets you'll get a link to then be able to book the bookable events which there are so many and they are really are quite varied and interesting and there's there's genuinely something for everyone and that's that's always been something that Waterfest has been very good at is is being able to be something for everyone and I think this year it feels like there's even more of that with the added sort of Abbey history celebrations. So it is called Waterfest and uh, as Lucy mentioned there are some of the more traditional activities associated with Waterfest so Graham, what's happening on the water? 
So on the water itself, we have two cavalcades of boats. So we, the boats are, are invited in or they're, they're, there's a, a request for people to come in. Uh, on the day, we'll have a cavalcade round of the various boats. We normally have a commentary on there. So you can see hopefully some, some older boats and some of the more modern ones. We've got, at the end of the day, jumping to the end of the day, we have the duck race. That's a famous duck race and the ducks will be available online. We've got Matilda, who is our trip boat, is Reading's trip boat from the K&A. That's going to be formally named in the middle of the day on the day. We're going to try and get a, an old bottle of Courage beer and break it over the bow. And the person who's going to do that is the lady that played Matilda in the uh, stage play that was here. Henry I's daughter. Yes, of course. So, yes. Uh, yes, so that's that's one of the things. We've got a dragon boat, that, or at least one, hopefully two, where we'll be doing a demo on the water with uh, some dragon boats. And with a bit of luck, we'll have someone out of the Devizes and Westminster race to paddle around. So that's uh, fairly hectic. Yes. Well, nothing happens quickly on the water, so that's quite a lot of things to happen. That is, that is a lot. Not only are the waterways important to Waterfest, but they would have been historically very important to the Abbey. So, John, can you kind of fill us in a little bit about just how important and, and, and what they were used for? The Abbey was, was founded on the north bank of the, uh, of the Kennet, as we've, as we've heard. The bit of river immediately south of the, of the uh, Abbey in Chestnut Walk is, is the original River Kennet. That's where the Abbey Wharf would have been, and it was the wharf nearest to London. Uh, the Abbey controlled the river out to the Thames, so therefore any, any trader from Reading trading up the river to, to London had to pay the Abbey a charge, a toll to get through the Abbey's uh, lock that it had essentially where Blake's lock is now uh, it is indeed uh, and of course the King's body Henry the First body uh, was brought to the Abbey Wharf uh, in uh, January uh, 1136 he died in, in France he died in Rouen it took five weeks to get his body back during which time it exploded and killed the person who was responsible for embalming it it was brought here and it, the, the monks would have carried it from the, uh, from the river up to the Abbey and buried it in the high altar which is behind me See, they made such a big deal about Richard III being buried in Leicester, but he didn't explode on his way there. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I said at the, the beginning of this that uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that we're celebrating 900 years. How important is it, and this is kind of a question for everyone, to sort of have an ev events like this that remind and celebrate about the history of this town, of the figures that, that built it, the, the heritage sites within it, I think it's getting a very big question. Reading Abbey, when it was, Reading Abbey was a royal abbey, it was founded by the king and during the Middle Ages it was one of the tenth largest abbeys in the country. Where at the time of dissolution it had income of nearly £2,000 which made it one of the ten largest, richest abbeys uh, at the time. It was a very important abbey. The king and his court came to Reading regularly. Some kings came here two or three times a year. I important events happened in, in, in the abbey. Parliaments were held here. Royal marriages took place here. Various other things like that. It was an, when, when the king came to Reading, government happened in Reading and that continued right up to the reign of Henry VIII. And indeed, after its dissolution, Reading Abbey, or the monks part of Reading Abbey, was turned into a royal palace. And Elizabeth kept on coming here. She came here every year during her reign. It was a civil war that essentially did for Reading Abbey because this part of, of Reading was part, part of the royalist defences of the town in the, in the siege of Reading in 1643. So lots of history. History that is, is worth celebrating and we will be celebrating parts of that history as part of Waterfest, but there will be a specific 
new part of Reading history, I suppose, a part of Reading Abbey history being uh, unveiled as part of Waterfest. And uh, Lucy, can you tell us all a bit more about that? Yes, so we're very excited. We've, we've run a competition regarding putting in place a new headstone as part of the Abbey Gateway building, which is just, just in front of me. And the chosen head, head. <laughs> is um, the last abbot, um, Hugh Farrington. So we'll be unveiling that on the day as well. Um, I think the plan is to unveil that just after we open the event at 11 o'clock. If you don't have your entry for 11 o'clock, you will definitely miss that, but you will see the head throughout the day. So I guess I guess that's why you're doing it so early, so that everyone gets a chance to see the brand new head on the Abbey Gateway. Abbot Hugh Farringdon was, was the, the, the last abbot of, of Reading. He, he became abbot in 1520. He was a very close friend of Henry VIII, who, as I said earlier, came down here regularly. In fact, Henry VIII came to hunt in the abbot's uh, hunting park, which was Whitley. That's why Henry VIII came here, and he came here regularly. They fell out in, in the late 1530s because Abbot Hugh didn't support the king's uh, supremacy of the Church of England, and he wouldn't surrender the abbey. And as a result, he was found guilty of treason, and he was executed uh, in front of the uh, abbey gateway, which is why it's very appropriate that uh, his head should be unveiled there. And his execution, of course, is one of those wonderful, gruesome executions, hanged, drawn and quartered, and there's a a wonderful portrait of it in the uh, Reading Museum. Rabble Theatre, who we've, we've kind of mentioned, are, are putting on their production of The Last Abbot, which will tell that, um, hopefully in gory detail, and you can catch a performance of that as part of Waterfest, amongst many, many other things, which, Lucy, I know you're, you're desperate to tell all our listeners about. We are, definitely, yes. Rabble are one of the many artistic acts performing on the day, and we're so pleased. We've had such an amazing response from the arts community. A lot of them who haven't been able to rehearse or perform for over a year, so we're so pleased we've managed to fill four stages full of performers on the day, and they really range from classical through to dance, through to traditional choirs and probably more modern acts as well so it will be really great to come down and, and hear some music again I think for everyone. Graeme you must be excited about about everything that's going to be happening and that it's actually potentially going to bring even more people to your end of the, the Waterfest. Oh yes absolutely it's nice to get back into doing this it's as it been a, a regular event and from our point of view it starts off with the, the mayor coming in on our boat Matilda being piped in onto the, uh, the wharf there. So that's where we start. Well, I know that uh, from the last time we, we spoke to the mayor, which was uh, probably about five metres over there back in December, he, he is a water man. He does his rowing, so I'm sure he'll be more than fine coming in by boat. <laughs> we, we've brought all the mayors in for the last several years, so uh, none of them have managed to fall in yet, so he should be safe. <laughs> well, there's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, that feels like a very nice place to end things. So I would just like to say a massive thank you to all three of my guests. And uh, once again, whatsonready.com forward slash Waterfest 900. Book your tickets and come and enjoy the party the town has been waiting for. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back next month.